Hey, goals are back. The Sabres get six in their third win of the season. We're recapping Sabres and Senators next in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sabres 6, Senators 4. One of the more fun wins and a little stressful at the end wins of the season. We'll get to it all coming up on the show. The goals that the Sabres scored, some of the numbers from tonight's game, my three stars of the game, and what the heck happened in the last two minutes of this game. We'll go through it all here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. If you visit fanduel.com slash locked on, you can get started. So, where do we start with six to four Sabres over the Senators? Well, really, it was, a, again, as I mentioned, a stressful game where, you know what? It's a divisional opponent, and you were playing on the second of a back to back and you were playing your third string goaltender, if I'm okay to call Lucan in that at this point in time. Any regulation win is going to be accepted, especially one where you were up 5-1. You were up big in the first two periods, and there are some numbers that show that the Sabres were dominant in the first couple of periods, especially the first period, and I that's what I saw. I saw the Sabres buzzing. I thought through at least 40 minutes of play, you very easily could have thought that Ottawa was the team that had played last night, not Buffalo. The Sabres outplayed the Senators for 40 minutes, and then the third period started, and it really started to take over in the other direction, which, you know what, that tends to happen when you're down by four. The opponent back on their heels this is what happened. The Sabres kind of played back on their heels. They're not really good at that. And what happened? They almost blew it at the end, and it would have been one of the most embarrassing losses that I can remember uh, for the Sabres. But it's okay because it did not happen. I made this joke on Twitter, but guys, Lukanen started in goal. It was never not going to be a 6-4 to win. It's always going to be a 6-4 to win when Ukepeka Lukanen is between the pipes. Three goals from redirections in this game. The Sabres did a good job at knowing what their energy level was. They weren't trying all the fancy plays as much. They weren't trying to make things happen too much. They were, you know what? Let's get the puck to the point. Let's create some traffic in front. Let's throw it there and see what we get. And they got three goals out of it. Zemgis Gergensen's redirects a Connor Clifton shot from the point, And that was on purpose. It's not even really a shot. That's a pass from Clifton because it's going to go into the corner. If Zemgis doesn't get a stick on it, he deflects it home. Alex Tuck, Gets his first goal of the year on a deflection from Erasmus Dahlin one-timer at the point on the power play. Nice deflection there. And then Tage Thompson gets a deflection on an Owen Power shot from the point. Not one, not two, but three deflected goals by the Sabres creating traffic in front of the net and getting pucks from the point through to the front. Jeff Skinner did a good job with the other two goals. Uh, Tage gets the empty netter, by the way, at the end. That was a nice effort too, right? Jordan Greenway down on the ice. We'll talk about the late game sequence again, but Tage pops it up in the air over everybody and into the net. But Skinner 
Skinner scored the two most impressive goals of the, uh, you know, deflections are impressive. Um, But Skinner, you know, creates both of his goals, especially the second one where he gets possession, the puck's behind the net. He recognizes that Anton Forsberg is kind of out of position and he's left the gap between himself and the post and Skinner knows he could bank it in and exactly what he does. The first goal is just a finisher. And it's Jeff Skinner being a goal scorer. If you give him an open shot with the goalie out of position, it's going to, it's going to go in and a good job by Alex Tuck, the opening goal, you know, the Sabres, we know important scoring the first goal is they've had a lot of trouble when other teams score their first and then lock it up. Well, Skinner on this play, Tuck on this play, it's a two-on-one. Casey Middlestad does the work in the defensive zone to create this two-on-one. Tuck flies down the wing, and he gets the pass across to Skinner before the defenseman can get in the right position. So an early pass and an early shot. Sometimes two-on-ones, the players take it in too deep. And they either run out of angle to shoot it or they run out of ability to pass it because they've made it easier for the defenseman to play it. Tuck doesn't allow that to happen by creating, by making an earlier pass. Um, And Skinner, again, buries it. Tuck, man, my last episode was, where's Alex Tuck? And rightfully so. I mean, he went six games to start the year with one assist, no goals, and had largely disappeared. Well, he put together a Gordie Howe hat trick on the night. A goal, an assist, and a fight. The fight, I want to get to the, the the extracurricular stuff at the end of the show. A little bit of a rivalry developing might be back between the Sabres and Senators. But Tuck looked live. Tuck looked like he got the message. Whether that's from, you know, fans. I don't think, you know, hockey, that doesn't happen as much as football. Um, but maybe Tuck heard or saw on social media, you know, that he's being talked about as, you know, kind of going under the radar. Or maybe his coach said something like, hey, man, wake up. You know, that's how Granado sounded a little bit when he was on with me on Tuesday morning at WGR. And Tuck played like a bat out of hell, man. He was he was flying around the ice. The, the deflection goal he had was nice, and he was really pumped up after that. The pass I mentioned was a nice play by him. Um, I thought he was pretty impressive all night. If you look at some of the uh, expected uh, goals numbers in this game for individuals. Um, Tuck was right around the four, right around the 50-50 mark uh, for expected goals. But among Sabre forwards, I mean, he was right there with Tage Thompson. So he was good. He was not incredible. You know, it still didn't look dominant like he had at points last year. But when he was on the ice at five on five, the Sabres had 14 shot attempts to Ottawa's 11. Um, and in scoring chances, the Sabres had seven to Ottawa's six. So, again, not like dominant, but he was good. I thought he was good, made some nice passes, and he was skating really well. Uh, but Skinner, man, Skinner is just a reliable goal scorer. He's just – he's always there. As long as Ralph Kruger's not his head coach, he is going to put the puck in the back of the net. Two more goals for him on the night, and he's up to five. He's up to five goals in seven games, so he's right back um, – picked up where he left off a great game and the Sabres match Ottawa in the standings in terms of points uh each team now has six points the Sabres have played one more game but hey you got the head-to-head win now and Florida drops into last place in the division at this moment in time I know everybody's playing the league so we'll see what happens with their game tonight good win by the Sabres when we come back Talking Thompson. I want to talk a little bit more about Thompson in this game and those two players individually and getting back on track. Uh, and then 
Let's go. Oh, I got my three stars of the game to get to as well. That'll be what we go through. And then all the extracurricular stuff and the late push by the Sens. And where we have Lukanen after that game. That's all ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented by the Jace case, Jace Medical. You know, Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit. It contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. You can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace Medical gift cards also uh, an option. Buy a gift card for the family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code Locked On at checkout for a twenty dollars discount on your order. It's promo code Locked On at j a s e medical.com. Back here on the Locked On Sabers podcast, thanks for making us your first listen every day. The Sabers win. Let's look at some of the numbers in this game for Buffalo, um, and they were pretty good. They were not incredible. I think Ottawa's push in the third period. In fact, I know by looking at them, Ottawa's push in the third period really swayed these numbers in one direction. So the Sabres win 6-4. to four. Of course, that's the most important stat. Shots on goal at the end of this game. Ottawa 38 to Buffalo's 24. Power plays. There were seven penalties called in this game. Five of them were on the Sabres. And five power play opportunities for Ottawa, one for five. The Sabres' penalty kill continues to be a big story. They were one of the worst units in hockey last year. And this year, to start the, the season in seven games, they are one of the best units. And I might want to contribute that to the new guys. Eric Johnson has played. I don't. Eric Johnson has not been impressive to me at five on five, but he has been on the ice for more for pe- penalty kill situations more than any other Sabre so far this year. Clifton, Jordan Greenway has looked great on the penalty kill, and we know he didn't spend all of last year with the Sabres, so I think those new guys are really contributing. The Sabres go one for two on the power play. Alex Tuck gets his goal. Scoring chances, 31 for Ottawa, 21 for, um, for Buffalo. But as I mentioned, in the third period, it was 14 to six in favor of the Senators. So it was pretty even through 40 minutes of play. The Sabres were winning in all of these categories after 20 minutes of play. Uh, shot attempts, 65 for Ottawa at all situations, 43 for Buffalo. And then expected goals in this game was 3.7 for the Senators and 2.9 for Buffalo. So Lukanen lets in about what was expected of him. Uh, for what? quality of shots he faced, where the shots he faced were from. He was expected to give up 3.7 goals and he gave up four. Again, so it's about, you know, about what he was expected to do. Anton Forsberg, on the other hand, had a really bad game. Um, That was the backup goalie for the Senators and he looked like it. Um, Now, I'm not super impressed with their starter either, but Forsberg's not good. And Sabres caught a little bit of a break. I still think they would have won the game if Corpusala was in there, um, because I don't think he's amazing either. But 2.9 2.9 was the Sabres' expected goals in this game. So Forsberg let up more than three goals. And no, excuse me, he let in five. So two goals more than what was expected of him. And that's the, that's the whole ball game right there. It could have been a completely different hockey game if he doesn't let those in. So uh, not to take credit away from the Sabres, but um, I guess inherently it's going to sound like I am here. Uh, they got a little lucky that the Senators' goalie was horrible on the night because I think he was pretty damn bad. All right. Um, what else to go through here? Oh, three stars of the game. Yeah. 
Let's go through three stars of the game. I already talked a lot about Alex Tuck and a little bit about Jeff Skinner as well. They are two of my three stars in this game. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start doing my own three stars. I usually have just been doing what the media votes for, but I didn't I'd see that on the site. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make my own. So here you go. Three stars of the game. Jeff Skinner, star number one with two goals. Tage Thompson, star number two, two goals and one assist. One was an empty netter, albeit an impressive empty netter. And then Alex Tuck, star number three, a goal and assist in a fight if you want it too. Thompson was great again. He could have had more goals than he had. He is creating chances. Skinner, He's just so reliable, man. So it's such a reliable goal scorer. Is he reliable in every shift? No, but like you play him a certain amount of minutes in, on t- top six line, and he's gonna give you he's gonna give you goals. He's gonna give you goals, and there were two big goals uh, at big spots in this game. His first goal kicks things off to make it one to nothing, and his se- his second goal to make it three to nothing. I mean, that really is when you started to get comfortable. Is when Skinner scored that third with well, that third goal for the Sabers, his second of the night. Skinner won. Thompson two, Tuck three. Thompson on the night was really strong. Um, as I mentioned, fifty two percent expected goals, four percentage, uh, high event hockey. When uh, when he was out there, high danger scoring chances for the Sabers three. Um, while he was out there, Ottawa only had one. That was the best percentage on the Sabers on the night uh, among their forwards at the very least. So Thompson, you know, some nice moves. Um, and he has been good for a while. So, uh, like, you know, even though he only had one goal coming into the night, he gets two. Uh, maybe that could build some confidence for him just to get those results uh, in his favor because he was starting to look frustrated. And I think just getting a couple in, you know, could be good for his uh, for his psyche. Uh, real quick on uh, Lukanen before we get to what happened at the end of the game. And I, this is a part of it. I thought he was great in the first 40 minutes. I thought he was great. The first period, man, like he was he was seeing shots uh, that were coming through from the point. He was not deterred. He was controlling rebounds. There were five or six times in the first period where there was a quality shot on Lukanen that I thought was going to drop in front of him for another chance, and he didn't do it. There was one where he pinned it up on his shoulder, another where he breadbasket did it. Um, he was quick to cover the puck. I thought Lukanen was really good. Um, I'm not going to talk about waving him today. Like, he was good. And I think he earned another start at some point. Uh, I think you go back to Levi if he's healthy on Friday night, but uh, I don't need to get rid of Lukanen today because I did think he was, he was good. Um, His overall stats, I mentioned, you know, the goal saved above expected there uh, about even on the night. He stopped 34 of 38 saves. So he was highly tested. I mean, the save percentage at the end of the day does result in 895, which is not great. Um, but I was very impressed by him in the first two periods. But you know what? That game is a microcosm of Lukanen, though, isn't it? Even when, like, I want to give him his props, but I can't do it all the way because this is Lukanen. He'll have two good periods for you, but look at those final five minutes. It wasn't all his fault. Those were some tough chances to stop. But that's Lukanen. You just, boom, goal, 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 just like that. You never know when that's going to happen with this guy in goal. You never know. And that's why I don't think he's trustworthy. So I think he earned another game, and I don't need to get rid of him, and I don't think they were going to get rid of him anyway. Um, but you can't trust Lukanen. And I think the last five minutes showed that. We'll get into the last five minutes a little bit more. What almost happened and the extracurricular stuff. Is the rivalry with Ottawa back? We'll go through it coming up on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, the over. 
hit in this game in a big way. Ten goals uh, in total. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. It's not just hockey right now. You had every team in action tonight. So a lot of opportunities. But snap into the NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is not a better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, super user-friendly. Uh, plenty of betting options, spreads, player props, futures, over-unders, plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the NFL season and the NBA season. FanDuel, a Official partner of the National Football League. This episode of Locked on Sabres also brought to you by Sleeper. My favorite fantasy app in a runaway is Sleeper. And I play a lot of season long, but I have been very excited to discover daily fantasy and daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy hockey app of Locked On. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, Dylan Cousins, if you want him for over three shots in the game. Victor Olofsson, if you want you know a little bit more of a long shot. Uh, fans can also play daily fantasy NBA, NFL. Major League Baseball, college football on Sleeper as well. You could talk about teams and, you know, different players in the chat function in the app as well. Connect with other fans. It's a social media uh, for fans. Entries can be made, by the way, in under a minute. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me. This is for the 100 times. Eight player stats correctly predict the outcome over unders. You heard me. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. And when you do, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. What happened in the final five minutes? Not even five minutes. What happened in the final two minutes of this game? It was almost one of the most embarrassing losses that I've seen in a very, very, very long time by the Sabres. They almost blew. They they had a 5-1 lead going into the third period. They had a 5-2 lead with a minute and a half to play. 90 seconds remaining, they were up 5-2. to two. And Josh Norris scores on the power play after some scuttlebutt. And then Matthew Joseph scores um, thereafter to make it 5-4. to four. And what Sabre fan wasn't nervous? With 102 left on the clock, and now it's 5-4. to four. And then, 20 seconds later, Zemgus Gergensen takes a penalty that I think was a complete and utter dive by the Senators forward. Um, but the power play with over 30 seconds to go, man, I was so nervous. But a great play by Jordan Greenway at the end. Tage lofts it down into the empty net. But that was nerve-wracking. That was nerve-wracking. So what happened? Um, I do think the Sabres got running around a little bit, and I think Ottawa got in their heads. Now, I liked what Don Granato said, though, after the game. He said, because the Sabres were fired up, there was a lot of stuff going on. And starting the second period, uh, right before the Alex Tuck, uh, Brady Kachuk uh, fight, Brady Kachuk goes high on a hit on Alex Tuck. So what does Tuck do? Responds. Hip checks him as he's coming across. And Kachuk gets right up. He's got the gloves dropped, and they fight. And, yeah, Kachuk gets the better of him, but Tuck stood his ground um, and accepted the challenge. So that fired things up a little bit. Kachuk been running around all night, by the way, acting like an idiot. 
You know, like he was throwing elbows around. He was hit, aiming for guys up high. Um, that's him, though, right? That's the Kachucks. Like when they are, they're just when they just want to try to hurt people, they are out there trying to hurt people. Great. That that's being phased out in the NHL. Um, I'd love to have it on my team, but that it's so it's a it's a tiring act if you ask me. And what happened? You know, I guess I guess it worked, right? Like it was the start of Ottawa getting in their heads. There is, or at least making the Sabers run around and be emotional a little bit, and you know take a penalty Dylan Cousins uh late in the third period I think he's doing the right thing Vladimir Tarasenko is going over after the Sabres captain for no reason they're they're chopping down on power behind the net who's doing nothing and then they're going after Gergensen's on the side of the net who's doing nothing I mean the Senators players were acting like complete idiots all night and again it kind of worked um but there's Tarasenko why is he going after the Sabres captain why is he even getting involved at all uh, at the end of that game and good job by Dylan cousins to step in there. And like, you're not doing this, you know, I, I you want to go, let's go Tarasenko and cousins did that. Um, but what resulted in it is the Sabres getting a little emotional helter skelter, but I liked what Granado said. Um, Granado said he'd rather have a team that he's got to settle down. He said he had settled them down on the bench, but he said he'd rather have a team that he has to settle down than having to energize the team the other way. And I like that. So, even though to me the ending got stupid, um, I you know the Sabers you know they found a way. They closed it out. We're all good. A win is a win uh, when you're trying to make the playoffs and you're playing a team on the road on the second of a back to back that you are going to be in direct competition with all season. That's a big win. That's a big win in the standings uh, for the Sabers against that opponent. I'm not going to do a sail across the Atlantic tonight because as I am speaking right now, because of this frozen frenzy, like everybody is in action. Uh, so I don't know the results of these games by the time that a lot of you will be listening on uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday morning. Um, like the Red Wings are in action right now. That's not over. The Bruins are in action. Um, the There's more games. The Leafs, I guess that's over. Four to one, Toronto over Washington. Uh, so we'll talk about these games uh, coming up on our next show. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Sabres win six to four back in the win column three and four on the season. Next up for the Sabres. They've got a couple of days off here after this back to back. They are off for two nights. They'll be on the ice Friday at the New Jersey Devils uh, before returning home for Sunday at one o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche wearing the black and red. So a couple of exciting games against really good teams, New Jersey and Colorado coming up in their next two. Thanks everybody for listening to Locked On Sabres Podcast, making us your first listen every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.